you are now entering the back lounge of the MXU Tour Bus. Tour credentials required. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 82 of the MXU Podcast. I'm Jeff Sandstrom, and I'm here with my cohort partner, co-laborer, co-founder, Lee Fields. Co-green room attendee. Co-green room attendee. That's where we are today. And we're joined by Corey Edwards and Chris Raybold, who've been mixing with us here in Dallas. We're ending day one. We just finished our day one uh, audio-only event. And we just thought we'd chat about what we heard, learned, felt, loved, and didn't love about today. Um, Today was pretty good. We just all sat down here, and Chris, you were like, everybody was on their game today. Yeah. Today, today was intense. It was. I mean, like in a good, in a, in the way it should be. Yeah. Um, I feel like yesterday was intense in preparation ah, for today. True. Yeah. I, so we, I felt pressure. Like, all right, we gotta step it up. Yeah. So our first event was last week, and we loaded in um, because of the event being at a church today. We couldn't start our load in until one p.m. after church had cleared, and so. Our crew was loading all of our gear in, and so we didn't really start listening to consoles at all until about 5 or 6 p.m., yep. and it just kind of, we, we were all in this mode of, okay, is everything working? Is anything going to break? What are we going to do tomorrow? So there was this intensity, and so I left last night not feeling awesome. Mm-hmm. It was that, that whole moment of like, I hope when I push up faders tomorrow, it's right. going to be usable. And I think we all felt that way a little bit. Chris didn't sleep very much. Mm. We kind of came in this morning a little crispy. It was like, okay, how's this going to be? And I feel like you guys absolutely crushed it. It was so much fun. Likewise. I really do feel every, like that was, that was good audio. I mean, you know, we're saying that as humbly as possible, Yeah, but that was like a good showing across the board. Um, I think what happened was, I know for Corey and I, it was this way in LA. I was happy that I felt like it was an accurate representation of where I currently am on my journey of mixing. But the whole point of doing this is to get better. So there was lots of feedback for me and Corey felt the same way. So now it's turn around a few days later and go, okay, now where's it at? Mm -hmm. So it's like you're working out at the gym and you do your bench press and then you go do a bunch more reps, and then you try to max out again. It's like, okay, where is it now? Mm-hmm. But it felt good. It felt like, okay, I'm yeah. ready to keep going. It was mm-hmm. it was interesting to go home from that. I left a day early. I didn't do the, the second day. And from when I went home to when I landed here, all I was thinking about was, how can I do this better? What can I change? What do I need to do when I get there? Because I didn't have time to do any of that at home. And... But I, I didn't feel great leaving the California event, but I felt uh, probably the most inspired that I've ever felt about mixing ever in my life. Mm. I was wow. like red hot. I went home and I told my wife, I was like, I can't stop thinking about everything that just happened. And so it's fun to be here and be a part of this, but I, I know I'm learning a ton from everybody. And well, I was really surprised today when you revealed this morning that what we were hearing today was after you yesterday evening, basically zeroed everything out and kind of rebuilt 
your file in terms of EQ and some tones and, you know, your processing is the same and your workflow is the same, but just listening in a new way to the, to the same tracks. So it wasn't like you just saved where we ended up and then tried to improve. You kind of started over in some ways, which yeah. was really interesting. Yeah. It, and it, it felt like some of it was shaking off the cobwebs, but I think it was a combo of feeling honestly more confident in in moves that I was doing and ways that I was doing things um, to where I felt like I should just build this back from the ground up, which I think we've all done at some point. It's just like, nope, let's pull all the faders down. And um, But I was still like, I don't know if this is going to turn out better than I thought, than I think it's going to, like I was hoping. But um, it was fun for it to turn out decent and into even some of the stuff we talked about today to just make it better. Mm-hmm. I loved every second of I was of thinking that. about, and this was during, and this is the way my brain works. Like rarely am I thinking about one thing, but I think it was during the, <clears throat> you got 15 minutes to mix some mystery tracks or 10 minutes or whatever. I was doing it and I'm also thinking, how do I even explain to some of my friends what this is? <laughs> like this is, there is nothing else like, this is so wonderfully insane yeah and unlike anything else and so highly valuable like think about it like we're talking about how inspired we are i gotta hope everyone in attendance feels the same way you know yeah and just it also speaks volumes about where live sound is too like i know that feeling like i can't wait to get the console i can't wait to get the console and playback tracks Right. Like we're not even mixing a live band. I mean, we are, it's the same. Yeah. Anyone who says it's not, it's crazy. It's the same minus what's, you know, of course, minus right. what's going on in the room, but the tracks are the tracks are the tracks. Right. Like I've done shows in listen to copied audio, which basically means it's coming back from pro tools yeah. and never known. And, but it's the fact that we can do that now is so amazing. It just, it's so amazing. So one thing that you alluded to that maybe our audience doesn't know exactly what we mean when we teased it before, but this sort of mixing roulette moment in the mm-hmm. day, for those of you who are coming to future tour stops, you'll see this in real time. But basically what we're doing is we have a generic input list that's been generated. And then Jay basically pulls out of a hat a track that we're supposed to all mix, which is the same song kind of working in our workflow with our consoles. And then, so we're on headphones for 20 minutes, kind of building a mix. And then we reveal it and play for each other what we came up with. Yeah. And that moment for me today was one of the most exhilarating and scary Mm -hmm. and frustrating and thrilling things that I've done in a while. Yeah. Because it's like, I don't know. And we were working with material that wasn't the most solid of input <laughs> lists or of, of, of input captures. Right. We had some stuff that was essentially unusable mm-hmm. and then some stuff that was okay, but it's like, it's what you got. Right. You just got to make it happen. So I love that moment, even though it was like, oh man, I wish I could do that for 20 more minutes and see what I could do well, better. Part of that was from at one point I was sitting there and I was just stressed out. I couldn't hear my headphones because the PA was getting turned on and uh, and I thought normally I've been in this situation before, like don't have a sound check. You just got to make it work. I've never been in the situation where you're com- 
your what you're doing is then compared to three other A level yeah. guys <laughs> yeah. back to back to back. That's what I'm saying. And I was like, oh my gosh, I hope mine could at least like be in the same you know, feel to play with everyone else. Yes. Normally it's just what it is is what it is, except when it's like, well, Chris did something and Jeff did something and Lee did something and it's all the same tracks. Yeah. And you guys know, like as soon as Lee finished his, he went first when we all heard it. And as soon as he finished, I said, what's the name of your guys' yeah. guitar input <laughs> on the on the tracks? Because I think I might have a different one. Because <laughs> in my headphones, it did not sound like what I just heard Lee do in the PA. That's and so And it was funny. like, no, it yeah. wasn't a mistake. It was actually, Lee did a great job of making it sound like a, a pretty decent electric guitar. Mine, I was on the struggle bus. Yeah. But then there were other Same. things that each of us did well, that it was cool to kind of see how we approached it. Right. Yeah. I was thinking too, aside from like, how do I even explain this to anyone? Uh, I was thinking kind of, if there's can be like a group high five moment, like I commend all, like the humility it takes all of us sitting there, just like whisking away yep. at this dish. <laughs> yeah. Get it. You know what I mean? Just, just, Losing our minds. Hoping that you don't break your hollandaise yeah. sauce. Yeah. <laughs> and then serving it to one, like it's so just, uh, and I know so many people that would walk out the door at the notion of having to do that. They would, they would just say, it. no, would I'm not never doing do it. Would never do it. Right. Um, and mine had catastrophic <laughs> errors in the file that I still don't know what happened. I could not get my bass guitar to not be playing <laughs> fader down turned off it was so bad that i went away from the custom faders and i went and looked at all 240 input faders to make sure they were all down and something wasn't assigned weird i still couldn't find it so it's funny. Weird. well the, i think having it at least on and full volume is a lot better than not having it at all that's true that's true but to not know how to troubleshoot that, no, and you've only got ten minutes left or yeah. eight minutes left. That's a scary feeling. I just let it ride and went. Well, the level of the bass guitar is now where this whole mix is being built around, and it was dry. It was nothing. No Which EQ, is nothing. Funny, like I didn't realize you didn't have volume control. I know over what you're going to say, and I thought oh, I need to lean in on the bass. I thought so too. <laughs> I thought so too. When it started, I'm like, man, the bass is just loud and proud. Well, he did a great job with that. I didn't know it was like a lawnmower out of control that yeah. no one could stop. He couldn't touch it if he yeah. wanted to. That's yeah. great. That's nope. I, this, I told Jeff this, but and it didn't matter because it was the last 30 seconds, but my headphones, which have been getting ready to die, literally just quit working the last 30 seconds, which the last 30 seconds, it was over anyway. And I was like, yeah. cool, I'll just take these off. That's amazing. I am horrible mixing in headphones because I never do it. Mm -hmm. So I borrowed a set from the church because I don't even have cans. It sounds like, how, how do you mix front of house and not have cans? Well, I've been the privileged front of house guy that gets a full sound check with the PA. Right. So I, I don't mix with them. And putting them on was so telling of where i'm at i'm like i need to do this more often well uh, the, you the, have the, nice head those are awesome they're so bright yeah the purist would say that's you know just leave them that you don't you only pull the headphones out when you have to or do you don't you know what i mean yeah. a lot of people would it's be like why who mixes in headphones you know it's funny though as we were doing it i remembered a comment that you made last week about 
your sound check process and how a lot of that happens in headphones. Mm -hmm. And your, your point last week was if the PA is properly deployed and tuned well, then if your approach is consistent and your gain structure is correct, then it should translate really well. Right. And so all the whole time I was in, I had my in-ears in doing this, I'm just like, please let Chris be right. Please let yeah. Chris be right. <laughs> right. And when I pushed up the fader, it was like, okay, I'm a little less scared now. Yeah. And then I was able to kind of mix the song musically the way I was hoping to hear it. But man, that moment of push play and bring it up in the PA, it's like, Super roll of the dice. If you looked on my seat, there'd be a pinch mark. Right. (laughs) Yeah. It's hard in cans too to judge impact, I've found. In other words, like you'll your kick and snare will be way louder than it needs to be. But it was funny when I pulled mine up, I didn't feel that today. Usually I do where I'm just like, okay, pull it back. We all hear it, you know. But I think a huge takeaway for somebody who was here could be what if they actually did that kind of thing with their peers. Like somebody from a church could go to their buddies down the street and for him to be willing to go, Hey, will you listen to my virtual sound check and just give me some like feedback? What do you think? People don't do that enough. And I think one thing that this process and this day illustrates to me is how incredibly valuable that can be. Like for Corey to go home and not be able to think about anything but getting back to the console because of what he experienced with us. I would love to see like a community of churches do that for each other. I think that'd be cool. That's why you're so good at what you do is because you have that natural inclination to do that. Like people don't get to the top of anything unless there's some type of obsession with it, you know? Well, and to be super vulnerable, I, I felt in a rut the last six months with mixing and just like, is it good? Is it not good? Do, what do I need to work on? And not, and part of this is I've been by myself, so I don't have any reference of what's, what should I be working on? So coming into this setting, I mean, it was instantly clear to me when you guys hit play of the things that I was like, I need to work on that. That can be better. I want to do this differently. And, um, and it's I I feel like reignited, which is well. And when you haven't been doing shows, you don't have yeah. the crowd response. You don't hear it in the PA. Right. It's like it's it's one thing to be in your home studio on near field monitors doing stuff that's pretty pristine, but live sound is a different animal, and it is so much fun. Yes, it is. Um, it is. I wanted to say real quick that something you just said, like it you. <sighs> Particularly as like a front of house engineer, well, either or, front of house or monitors, and I realize a lot of people listening to this are both and then a hundred other things, but it can be kind of isolating because like I can tell you a million good uh, monitor engineers because that's who I work with. I don't work with a lot of front of house engineers. Right. It's only at a festival or... I'm a supporting actor, they're a supporting actor, something that I actually hear someone else. It's, if anything, I just like read or talk to, but I don't hear yeah. what people, so to, anyway, to be in this sort of apples to apples to apples, you know, environment is 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 pretty unique. That's cool. The, the whole time we were doing the thing in headphones today, I was thinking about broadcast mixing mm-hmm. and not being on a big PA and being on, you know, high fidelity studio monitors. And I'm already not that great at that. I don't even claim to be good at mixing on 
near fields. And I think that translates into headphones. But then I thought of all these people mixing broadcasts right now and how they've had to completely yep. relearn how they're mixing because of all these churches streaming and and not really just churches. Like you've been doing some yeah. podcast stuff that's on video and it, mm-hmm. it's just a different animal. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. And cans, you know, closed back cans <clears throat> are definitely not the most linear source to like, they are inherently colored and oh, flawed yeah. and it's, you know, talk about, you got to know them, yeah. you know, and kind of got to mix around them sometimes. Mm-hmm. Especially with the you know with cans when the driver's right, you, you're it's so hyper focused on flaws, especially. So speaking of streaming, this podcast is sponsored by our friends at Resi. Yes, we're doing podcasts on multiple days on the tour, thanks to our partners there. So I don't know what your broadcast mixes sound like, and if you're streaming to the web or to other campuses, go check out our friends at Resi. They, we said this on the last podcast, but it's true. They're the number one provider of church streaming solutions. Um, does your church use Resi? Mm-hmm. And Elevation does too, don't yeah. they? Yeah. So, and it sounds good. It's yeah. not doing anything to the audio. Like it, everyone is microscope on that. Like the mix and the quality of it when it leaves is the most important thing, and it it translates perfectly. It's awesome. So speaking of streaming. There are still a few tickets left for Atlanta if you want to come see this thing in person. That's right. But every other city is sold out. Yeah, Tulsa sold out today, I think. And so there may be some availability for Chicago. But if you can't get to Chicago, you can experience the event via the live stream because we are streaming the Chicago event. So if you can't make it to one of the dates that are remaining to see us in person, please get a ticket for the live stream because we're going to try to make that experience as much like what's happening in the room as we can. Yeah. So um, we go haven't to even the talk- website and grab a ticket for that. Yes. We haven't even talked about how we're going to do the audio for that other than just hitting the console feeds, but I almost think... Oh, I've already thought about it. We should put mics up in front of house. Crowd mics. I've got a separate stream mix that's got some limiting on it just to make Like sure. almost mic the PA and yeah. blend that in or something. It's like, how do you get the... Now you guys are talking crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I'm know. I'm still trying to figure out how to mix better <laughs> right. in front of the three of you guys. That's uh, true. Well, we have But got we'll that figure part. it out. We really do want to make it special for the people who are tuning in, whether you live far away or speaking of that, we had a guy here today in Dallas from Alaska. Yeah. Well, that was incredible. Is that where Sarah Palin was from? Oh, wow. It might be. <laughs> it was. Oh, man. I wonder if he can funny. see Russia from his house. <laughs> Um, <laughs> wow. Yeah, and South Africa, but he didn't come here from South no, Africa. No, he's from South Africa, but he's here temporarily working in Atlanta. But He's stuck. He's stuck. Think. Yeah, he's trying to figure out how to stay. Awesome. Cool. Wow. Well, we have an after party to go to, and we have another long day tomorrow. And then we have a day off in Amarillo and go to Denver. That's right. So, thanks for sharing these few minutes guys i love doing this with you i think it's going to be awesome can't wait to see what tomorrow brings and for those of you tuning in we'll give you an update as soon as we can about what happened then see you later